Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Kathy Lee, so last week we skipped the week. I'm so sorry about that, but both Leslie and I were under the weather. We were going to record this holiday tradition. She's been struggling with migraines. I've had all kinds of issues, so it's just been a hot mess. So if you were hoping to hear this last week, we apologize, but here we are. We're doing it, Leslie, so welcome back. Yes, welcome. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, how are you feeling, Les? Oh, I'm feeling better. better. I swear, my my head is a barometer, a handy-dandy barometer (laughs) I carry with me everywhere I go, and Georgia has had weird weather. We had 10 inches of snow in a lot of places, which is really unusual in December, and supposedly we've got some more cold coming in, and my head is telling me all about it. Yes, yeah, it is freezing right now. I was going to go run errands, and I decided to come home and record this podcast instead because the cold <laughs> weather is not my friend. I'm so sorry for people You're who live wimpy. up north because I am very wimpy. I am a wimp. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very wimpy too. But, you know, it did feel like Christmas, right, with all of our snow here in Georgia last week. It did make it feel um, like the Christmas season. So that was pretty fun. But I'm over it and ready for spring and shorts and the beach. I have a request. If anybody is listening that's, like, in Minnesota or wherever, please comment on the podcast and let us know your system because there has to be a system. I'm convinced there must be some kind of system. Right. Not have 19 loads of laundry and your floors be muddy and wet. And my kids were in and out, in and out, in and out all day, and I have never seen so much laundry in my life. I did think about that because it's funny. Leslie has a swimming pool, and we just moved to a house with a swimming pool. And so I was asking her, hey, what's your system for the beach towels, and how do you keep that going? And you told me right away you had your system. And I'm sure people who live where there's snow all the time have a similar system. But you're right. Oh, my goodness. The dogs, even, they would go play in it, and they'd come in, and they would have, you know, puddles following them. And I thought, okay, my house is so dirty from this crazy snow. So that is good. I'd love to know people. Please please enlighten us, Southern girls, about the system, please. Because we're dying. So true. Well, that's so true. Let's talk about holiday traditions. You know, I am a huge fan of traditions and a huge fan of you know, making memories. It's something that's just dear to my heart. If you've ever heard me talk, you know I'm going to talk about childhood memories. And I think we as parents have the privilege to create childhood memories for our kids. So I thought it might be fun for us just to share what each other did and let people know what we do as part of our family tradition. So, Leslie, tell me what – let's just start. What's the favorite tradition at the Richards House? Oh, gosh. Um, well, first of all, it's really changed over the years, and I think that's something important to – to kind of keep in mind that everything doesn't have to be perfect every single year. Um, and we've moved several times over Christmas. I don't know why. We always buy houses that close, like, on Christmas Day or something ridiculous like yes, that. Yes, I did move Christmas Eve one year, yep. Yeah, so um, so it can change and be flexible and all of that. Um, but I think growing up, probably my very favorite thing to think about was stockings. And my family, the way they did it in my mom's side of the family was that all of the adults bought a little teeny present 
present for all the rest of the adults and the kids. So kind of the whole family contributed to the stocking for each person. And opening all of those little tiny things was my favorite part of Christmas. Um, Because, I mean, it really would run the gamut from, like, when we were little, it was, like, crayons or, you know, just fun little things that aunts and uncles had thought about us for whatever, but it was just so random and fun and also practical stuff. Like we always got socks and underwear and, you know, little things like that. But that was always my favorite, and I don't know why it was those little things that made more um, excitement than the big things. And my my kids feel the same way. Like they, when we go open stockings, a lot of my big kids are now old enough that they want to contribute to each other's stockings. And so they might be buying bubble gum or, um, you know, just little silly, funny things. Um, I love the idea of them each contributing to the stocking. I think that's that's similar to our Dollar Tree run that we do um, because I have so many children and they have no money but they want to buy each other presents. So part of our tradition is we make a run to the dollar store, and it's hilarious because part of the fun is trying to keep your basket away from your siblings while you're in the dollar tree. And so what they do is I will give the little ones, if they don't have any money, but the older ones, a dollar per person, and they have to come up with the most creative gifts for their sibling for that dollar. And it's hilarious to see what they do because they want good gifts. They don't want junk that they give away even though we all know the dollar store this probably quality is not there but it might be you know uh dr pepper if that's the kid's favorite or doritos or the certain kind of candy or it might be hair scrunchies if it's a sister who always loses her hair scrunchies but it's so fun just the whole process every year of going in and then coming back and then trying to figure out how they're going to wrap their two liter dr pepper for their sibling too because they they wrap the present themselves is that that relationship, um, it's like that relationship, when you think about them as adults, I mean, it's so neat to be building in that habit of having them think about the other person because there's something, like, when my, when my, like, my cousin who I've known, you know, I mean, he's, like, been the closest person to me my entire life growing up, you know, when he gives me a gift, he knows me. He knows what I like. He's known what I've liked since I was little. And it's like our kids know each other so intimately. And to get a gift from somebody who knows you and knows what you like is such a, just a treasure. And so I think that's just something neat to build in them long term. Yeah, I think it is great, and that's what we talk about, too. Think about them. Think about what is something that's important to them. And, again, helping them realize it doesn't have to be expensive. Like they know for me, I've often told them, you don't have to buy me anything. If you know me at all, you know that words are the coolest thing to me. So sit down and write me a card, and, you know, that's going to mean more to me than any present. And they will do it. They're so precious. I love that. So another one of our favorite traditions, and I mentioned it last year, it is one that we talk about, I mean, last year, (laughs) our last podcast, that wasn't last year, um, was our shoeboxes. And now before Operation Christmas Child came about, our family did shoeboxes. My dad is one of 11 siblings, and they grew up very poor, and my grandmother 
every year would save shoe boxes all year long, and she would also save wrapping paper, and they would reuse that. And she would wrap these shoe boxes, and they would be so lovely, and she would fill them similar to what you said about your family in the stocking. She would fill them with some nuts and some fruit, maybe a couple pieces of candy and some socks and then one little treasure. And that was their entire Christmas. It was all they got. It wasn't their stocking at the time. It was their Christmas present. And so, which is so similar to the Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes. I was just at their processing plant last week and saw one of your boys there. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this is so similar to how my, you know, grandparents saw Christmas. But anyway, so my parents started making it more like a stocking. And so they wrapped the shoeboxes and they filled them. And just like what you said, it was my favorite thing about Christmas was what was going to be in my box. Because my mom she would try and find something special every year that was unexpected. And I have carried that on. And my girls, we were out shopping the other day, and they were saying, Mom, I can't wait to see what you've put in our shoe boxes. It's my favorite thing. I love it when you surprise us with something. So this year I've, you know, done some fun things for them that are a little bit different. I do the standard, like they always get a Chick-fil-A calendar. They always get some Slim Jims. They always get some candy. But I try to do some unique things um, that they'll remember to that will stand out. So it is probably our favorite family tradition my siblings also do that do the boxes with their kids so it's pretty cool pretty cool so what do you do yeah go ahead it's like it's part of the history of your family too um that part of your your extended family culture and i i think that that is so neat to carry that on yeah and as new people come into our family daughter-in-laws and things like that we you know, include them on this tradition, and they're always amazed when they see it. And we've already, you know, I'm so crazy. I've already organized them. All the boxes are already wrapped. They're already ready and um, starting to be filled. So I try and get them done several days in advance so I don't have to stress out and make sure I have them all done because I think I'm doing 11 boxes this year. So that's a lot um, filled with different things. So how have your traditions changed? Like, have you seen, I know for our family we have, but I'll let you talk first. Have you seen how they've changed over the years? You know, maybe it's the same thing at the root, but it's looked different. Well, I think our kids have started to participate more, which is really nice because I don't have to kill myself, you know. Um, Like, for example, the big kids have taken over the elf on the shelf. They enjoy finding fun things to do with that. Um, they've taken over. They like to stuff each other's stockings. Like it, it's a big fight over who gets to help me with the stockings every year. You know, so yeah. I'm not doing yeah. all that by myself. And so I think if anything, it's taken. You know, the girls make cookies. So it. I think when you're little, when your kids are little, it gets kind of hard because you feel like it's all on you to provide this Martha Stewart, you know, awesome childhood experience. And you end up, like, exhausted and sick and crying. And can you tell it, like, had this happen? <laughs> you know, when they're little, it's it's easy to feel like it's all in you. So one of the nice things over the years is that the kids do kind of take some ownership over it. Um, one of the things that we used to do was we had these Christmas books. And every year I would wrap the Christmas books in Christmas paper. And every night before the little ones went to bed, they could open a book. And the last night was always the nativity story, and we wrapped that one in gold paper. Well, over the years, we had so many books. And then I had kids of different ages, and so 
it started that I had three different piles of books that I would wrap for these kids. But, oh, my goodness, it got so that I had, like, 150 books. I don't know how many Christmas books that I would have. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And the idea of wrapping them was oppressive. So I finally gave myself permission to stop doing that. Again, a huge disclaimer, don't ever start any tradition that is not scalable <laughs> for right. six, eight, ten kids if you plan on having a big family because there's things that you can easily pull off with two kids that you can't pull off with, you know, a whole bunch. Um, and so so I think that's changed that I just put them on the shelf, and guess what? They go pick one, and they're just as happy. And so me yeah. – Beating myself up over not getting the books wrapped, they really didn't care, honestly. So I think we're always surprised when you ask people what they really care about. It's very seldom the things things that you think that they really care about. And so that's the other thing is that I would ask about traditions, like ask your kids what's their favorite thing. Because there might be some things that you're busting your tail to produce every year that they don't care about oh it's so true we normally um bake a lot and cook a lot and you know the minute thanksgiving's over they start asking me for peanut butter bark and for um, peppermint bark and i'll throw those recipes up on the show notes if you want to make those and we did that but the thing we didn't do this year is we typically make christmas cookies the night we go and get our christmas tree well this year getting a christmas tree it was freezing it was later in the evening so by the time we came home, half the kids didn't even want to decorate the tree. They were running around, and it was such a different experience. Again, I used to kill myself to make sure the dough was ready, and we, you know, had the, you know, it'd be stressful. And this year, they're like, Mom, we'll just do it another day. It's no big deal. And they did. Just a few days later, Henry and Sarah decided they want to make Christmas cookies one day. Still part of the Christmas season, but it just didn't have to occur then. And I think that is the best advice we could give a young mom is, you know what? Everything doesn't have to happen, number one. It doesn't have to happen exactly the same way every year to be a tradition. I was asking the children this morning, I said, hey, is there anything we haven't done? Christmas is going to be here. What haven't we done? And they said, well, you know, we always go ice skating. And I'm like, yeah, we do go ice skating. So, yes, we'll put that on the agenda. But it doesn't have to be like every year on December 20th we go ice skating. You know, just have your list of things that you try and do, and maybe you do it on January the 3rd. It doesn't have to be the same way every time. Just when they get grown, they're not going to remember that you did it on January the 3rd, not December the 20th, you know? So wouldn't you agree that's good advice? Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, I think once you figure out, too, like the kind of non-negotiables, like every year when we decorate our tree, we have a fondue dinner. And so – This started with my aunt who passed away probably five years ago. Um, She always did this when we were kids. And so we make fondue and we have, um, gosh, bread and apples and shrimp and just special stuff that we, I mean, we never make fondue any other night except that night. And so um, we lay that out and we decorate the tree. Now, the decorating of the tree, they always get tired of it before it's fully decorated. Do you have that problem? Yes. Yeah. And it started to drive me crazy because then I'm left with the dregs to finish and all of that. So last year, I offered a $20 bill to whoever hung the last ornament. <laughs> That's a good one. It was like 
the bribery is part of our traditions, right? <laughs> yes. Well, it, but it was like, okay, this will really make my life easier if I have to, don't have to spend tomorrow finishing all this, and then I can get them to put the boxes away and all of that. And so, yeah. although yep. then they were trying to figure out creative ways to be the last one and competing with each other, so that produced its own problems. But it was kind of funny. But one of our favorite traditions that has actually come from me being a total slacker, it's hilarious. So somebody gave us one of those ornaments that you put a picture in, and it's a Buzz Lightyear, and it came with a picture of this kid. And the first year we got it, we hung it up, and I was like, okay, I'll put a picture of Luke in it later. I never did. And so they ended up naming the stranger picture in the frame quibbles. And so every year that is the ornament that they are trying to find. Where's quibbles? You know, has anybody found quibbles yet in the box? You know, and they hang quibbles every year. And so quibbles is this mystery person on our tree. Oh, my God. They came in the ornament. But it's so funny that they love it. And, you know, they just love stuff because it's yours. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I could never put Luke's picture in there now because quibbles is just a member of the family. You know. so sad. Yeah, well, we have a similar, their favorite ornament to find is we have this cowboy angel, and his name is Michael. And I had this dear little boy in my preschool class years ago, Michael Cormley. His birthday is December the 5th. He would have been 27 this year. He was hit by a car and when he was in my preschool and died at four. And it was just devastating right to everyone so right after that I was out in Dallas Texas and saw this cowboy angel named Michael and he loved everything about cowboys so I have told the children that story every year as we put this angel on the tree and this year one of the kids grabbed it first and said oh my gosh we got to put cowboy Michael up here he's he's watching us you know and I love that I love this carrying on this little boy's memory and legacy through an ornament and That's so those are also traditions. Yes. Well, you know, and one thing that my dad's family did that I thought was really neat, he had a lot of brothers and sisters and that were far away across the United States. So one thing that they did is they all sent ornaments to each other with their pictures. And the tradition oh, was that when you find the ornament in the box, you call them. And so they call each other and say, oh, I'm hanging your ornament. And and so it was just a way of staying connected, um, yeah. touch, getting in touch. And so every year we'd call my dad when we lived in California and he lived in Georgia. We would call him and hang his ornament when he wasn't there. And so I thought that's a really neat thing to do when grandparents are far away. So they're kind of a part. Yeah. Heck, you can face. FaceTime now, which is awesome. FaceTime on now, yeah. FaceTime hanging yeah. the ornament. Which I just love that idea. Yeah, right. It's those small moments. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking. It's the small moments. We're not talking about the the grand days that we go find the Santa and have breakfast with him, which is fun too, and maybe your family does that. But often it's just those little things that either come about or that we start or even we intentionally start, but they are just small things that will mean so much to our kids and our kids will most likely carry on some if not all of those traditions but I think we determine uh, by our attitude towards those traditions how they be how they're carried out I mean you just can't stress I know like 
cinnamon rolls. My kids always want cinnamon rolls Christmas morning. There have been years where I have been on it, and I've made homemade cinnamon rolls from scratch. I've found the weed. I've done it. There have been years I've run out and bought the canned cinnamon rolls. I mean, but we've had cinnamon rolls. So that has been the same. Gingerbread houses, I just mentioned. There have been years we've made our gingerbread houses from scratch. And yesterday, I stopped at Publix and let Sarah and her friend run in and get gingerbread houses for everybody that were already pre-cut. And all they did was put them together and put the candy on them, and they were thrilled with that. So, But the gingerbread houses happened both ways. Yes, and you know what? Mo- this little. Is, this is how far I'm falling. I've fallen now. Um, it's awesome. The, I love the fact that I have the freedom to do this, and I'm doing it because you know me this like totally out of my comfort zone. I'm buying a Shopkins gingerbread house and letting Rosie decorate it. Yeah. It's not. She will have a blast with it. I know, but part of me is like, oh, my gosh, it's so tacky. I hate character stuff. (laughs) But I'm trying to, you know what I mean? But I'm like, that's what she wants. So I'm going to let go. Although in my heart of hearts, what I really want is a Kathy Lee you know, gorgeous red barn gingerbread house sitting on my table as mm-hmm. centerpiece. But yes. oh, this, isn't year, this isn't the year for that. So, yeah. um, and every year is going to be different. And you have to remember that as the one year turns into five years, into 15 years, and for you and I, we're moving into 25 years, you know, and it, it really becomes a blur. <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. It does. And then, you know the other thing? I used to bust my tail making this super nice dinner, like Christmas dinner. Um, Oh, and I want to share about Christmas Eve in a second. But um, I used to bust my tail. And then my friend was like, Leslie, don't you have a crock pot? Like literally of all days to use your crock pot. Why are you in the kitchen all day missing all the fun? And you busted your tail to buy all these presents, but you're not even watching your kids play with them. And I was just like, oh, that's true. And she gave me this brisket recipe, which was so easy. It was like a brisket, a jar of chili sauce, a thing of root beer, and a thing of onion soup. Simplest, weird recipe, I know. But, oh, my gosh, it made the best gravy, and we'd have biscuit and mashed potatoes, and they loved that, and I wasn't cooking all day. So um, I just give yourself some freedom to do what's easy so that you can really be present in the day. Yes, we stay in our pajamas all day. Christmas Day, we don't get dressed. We, um, We do a big stew or something Christmas Day. We keep it simple because just like you, yeah, there were many times I was making a big ham and all the trimmings, and that was no fun at all. So well, make now, it about family. That's going to be important. Very favorite, though, like when I look back, my aunt and uncle always had this amazing Christmas Eve party, and um, they loved the arts. My uncle was an art collector, and they loved the arts and had all kinds of artist friends and they knew ballet dancers and poets and musicians and composers. And um, so every year they would have this Christmas Eve party, and they would just do, like, heavy hors d'oeuvres and lots of cocktails. And and they'd have these people come, and they would play the piano or recite poetry, and it was just kind of this big festival of the arts thing. 
And so as my kids got older a couple years ago, I decided that I wanted to have a party like that. And so it's it's become kind of a neat thing that our musician friends come over and play music. And, like, we have a friend whose daughter um, sings in Latin and Gaelic and um, does Irish dance. And we we have this kind of plethora of talented people that are friends of ours, don't we, Kathy? Um, we do. And so it's been a really fun thing to do that. Now, we've morphed it so that it's not Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve Eve now because so many people have family things going on that we try to do it the day before Christmas Eve. But that's just a really fun thing is to allow people to come and bring something to, um, you know, bring something to entertain everybody with. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can be a poem. It can be a piece of scripture. It can be a piece of art that they've brought or whatever. But that's something that we've kind of tried to, a tradition that we've tried to revive that has been really fun. Um, last year, I, there's a great essay called Feasting as a Form of Warfare, and and I kind of made that the theme last year, um, and I'll, I'd be happy to put the link up on the show notes, but it's just a great way of thinking about celebrating is such a victory, and, and feasting is a form of spiritual warfare, fe- feasting together, and um, and it talks about C.S. Lewis and the Chronicles of Narnia, it's just a, a terrific essay. But I'll pop that in the show notes. Yeah, I love that. And our Christmas Eves are pretty simple. We, you know, do a dinner or we'll do it you know, after church. And this year on Sunday, it's even dinner. I mean, different because most churches are having their normal Sunday morning services for Christmas Eve. or And that's going to make it a little interesting. But then we do Christmas pajamas. And I know a lot of people do Christmas pajamas. But ours have you know, definitely changed over the years, too. When they were little, I was that mama. We all had matching pajamas, and they were all Christmas-themed. But as we've gotten older, we've done so many different things. Like this year, I bought the boys all Falcon pajamas. So they all have football pajamas, and the girls have different ones. But And then they all got monogrammed robes this year. So another different, you know, new, unique thing for them. But every year is different. But it's just oh my goodness. You have to you have to find the picture and put it in the the show notes of that time I tried to sew everybody's Christmas jammies. <laughs> Do you remember that time I yeah, made some for my husband, but they were like a foot too short, and he put them on anyway, and he looked like such a Do you remember that? It was at your house. Find that picture. It was at my house, and it was hilarious. Yes, Leslie's a great seamstress. I've never made Christmas pajamas. That's not even an option. They're always purchased. But he made, uh, she, Leslie made Christmas pajamas, and uh, poor little Brenda. I did that every year, but I've not got insanity. I have you have. Insanity. Yeah. One of my friends had an intervention with me um, about the yeah, that showing of the Well, listen, let's wrap this one up. I know everyone's busy and even listening to this podcast. Um, let's just any last things you want to share about traditions as we wrap this this one up? Oh, I would just say keep it simple and enjoy your kids. Yes, that's right. Simple, simple, simple. That is the key. And just and don't be hung up on perfection. And don't be hung up on it has to be exactly like last year. You know, you you can the tradition can grow with your family. The tradition can even change and morph because your family's going to change too. So they will remember the time together. All right. Well, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. 
We'll do one more show next week right before Christmas, and then it'll be on to the new year. Hard to believe, Leslie, 2018. Hey, by the way, let me mention, if you're listening to this, pop on over to Facebook and enter our giveaway at the Homegrown Preschooler. We are giving oh away. Oh, my gosh. It's thing. We're giving away. <laughs> right. Great Homeschool Conventions has donated, I think, 10 registrations, family registrations. But the coolest they, part like the is whole family. Like, if you have 19 kids. Yeah. <laughs> get to go. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. But the other great thing is that, including in this giveaway, if you are at a convention where we are speaking, and we're speaking at all the Great Homeschool Conventions, we want to have dinner with you. So if you win this registration, it is going to include a dinner with Leslie and I so we can sit and chat about whatever it is you want to chat about. So I think that's going to be fun. So pop over. Also, we have our curriculum on sale. It just got nominated for a Practical Homeschooling Award for Best oh, yes, School Curriculum. Go, go, go vote for that. Yeah. So thanks so much. Thanks, Leslie, for being on the show. And I will chat with you soon, friends. Okay, Merry Christmas to everyone. Bye. Bye. All right. Good, good, okay. good. That was easy.